The book of 2 Samuel comes to a close with one of David's greatest hits, a highlight reel from the career of his soldiers, and one epic fail followed by repentance. It's 2 Samuel chapters 21 through 24 and Psalm 84, here on Commuter Bible. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible reading plan to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. Now that the account of King David has essentially come to a close, the author recording the account looks back on David's life to record some of the events that happened during David's lifetime that were not included in the chronological storyline. These accounts include the execution of members of Saul's family, battles against the giant descendants of Goliath, a song of David, the exploits of David's best warriors, and the census that David ordered to survey his kingdom. While imperfect, David is sensitive to his sin to the end, seeking repentance when he realizes his error. 2 Samuel, chapters 21 through 24. During David's reign, there was a famine for three successive years. So David inquired of the Lord. The Lord answered, It is due to Saul and to his bloody family, because he killed the Gibeonites. The Gibeonites were not Israelites, but rather a remnant of the Amorites. The Israelites had taken an oath concerning them, but Saul had tried to kill them in his zeal for the Israelites and Judah. So David summoned the Gibeonites and spoke to them. He asked the Gibeonites, What should I do for you? How can I make atonement so that you will bring a blessing on the Lord's inheritance? The Gibeonites said to him, We are not asking for silver and gold from Saul or his family, and we cannot put anyone to death in Israel. Whatever you say, I will do for you, he said. They replied to the king, As for the man who annihilated us, and plotted to destroy us so we would not exist within the whole territory of Israel. Let seven of his male descendants be handed over to us, so we may hang them in the presence of the Lord at Gibeah of Saul, the Lord's chosen. The king answered, I will hand them over. David spared Mephibosheth, the son of Saul's son Jonathan, because of the oath of the Lord that was between David and Jonathan, Saul's son. But the king took Armoni and Mephibosheth, who were the two sons whom Rizpah, daughter of Aiah, had borne to Saul, and the five sons whom Merib, daughter of Saul, had borne to Adriel, son of Barzillai the Mahalathite, and handed them over to the Gibeonites. They hanged them on the hill in the presence of the Lord. The seven of them died together. They were executed in the first days of the harvest at the beginning of the barley harvest. Rizpah, Aya's daughter, took sackcloth and spread it out for herself on the rock from the beginning of the harvest until the rain poured down from heaven on the bodies. She kept the birds of the sky from them by day and the wild animals by night. When it was reported to David what Saul's concubine Rizpah, daughter of Aya, had done, he went down and got the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan from the citizens of Jabesh-Gilead. They had stolen them from the public square of Bethshan, where the Philistines had hung the bodies the day the Philistines killed Saul at Gilboa. 
David had the bones brought from there. They gathered up the bones of Saul's family who had been hanged and buried the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan at Zila in the land of Benjamin, in the tomb of Saul's father Kish. They did everything the king commanded. After this, God was receptive to the prayer for the land. The Philistines again waged war against Israel. David went down with his soldiers, and they fought the Philistines, but David became exhausted. Then Ishbi Benob, one of the descendants of the giant, whose bronze spear weighed about eight pounds, and who wore new armor, intended to kill David. But Abishai, son of Zeruiah, came to his aid, struck the Philistine, and killed him. Then David's men swore to him, You must never again go out with us to battle. You must not extinguish the lamp of Israel. After this, there was another battle with the Philistines at Gob. At that time, Sibachai the Hushathite killed Saph, who was one of the descendants of the giant. Once again, there was a battle with the Philistines at Gob, and Elhanan, son of Jer-Oregim, the Bethlehemite, killed Goliath of Gath. The shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam. At Gath there was still another battle. A huge man was there with six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot, twenty-four in all. He too was descended from the giant. When he taunted Israel, Jonathan, son of David's brother Shimei, killed him. These four were descended from the giant in Gath and were killed by David and his soldiers. David spoke the words of this song to the Lord on the day the Lord rescued him from the grasp of all his enemies and from the grasp of Saul. He said, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my rock where I seek refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, my refuge, and my Savior. You save me from violence. I called to the Lord, who is worthy of praise, and I was saved from my enemies. For the waves of death engulfed me, the torrents of destruction terrified me. 
The ropes of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. I called to the Lord in my distress. I called to my God. From his temple he heard my voice, and my cry for help reached his ears. Then the earth shook and quaked. The foundations of the heavens trembled. They shook because he burned with anger. Smoke rose from his nostrils, and consuming fire came from his mouth. Coals were set ablaze by it. He bent the heavens and came down, total darkness beneath his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew, soaring on the wings of the wind. He made darkness a canopy around him, a gathering of water and thick clouds. From the radiance of his presence, blazing coals were ignited. The Lord thundered from heaven. The Most High made his voice heard. He shot arrows and scattered them. He hurled lightning bolts and routed them. The depths of the sea became visible. The foundations of the world were exposed at the rebuke of the Lord, at the blast of the breath of his nostrils. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He pulled me out of deep water. He rescued me from my powerful enemy and from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out to a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. He repaid me according to the cleanness of my hands. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not turned from my God to wickedness. Indeed, I let all his ordinances guide me and have not disregarded his statutes. I was blameless before him and kept myself from iniquity. So the Lord repaid me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in his sight. With the faithful, you prove yourself faithful. With the blameless, you prove yourself blameless. With the pure, you prove yourself pure. But with the crooked, you prove yourself shrewd. You rescue an oppressed people, but your eyes are set against the proud. You humble them. Lord, you are my lamp. The Lord illuminates my darkness. With you, I can attack a barricade, and with my God, I can leap over a wall. God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is pure. He is a shield to all who take refuge in him. For who is God besides the Lord? And who is a rock? Only our God. God is my strong refuge. He makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and sets me securely on the heights. He trains my hands for war. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation. Your help exalts me. You make a spacious place beneath me for my steps. 
and my ankles do not give way. I pursue my enemies and destroy them. I do not turn back until they are wiped out. I wipe them out and crush them, and they do not rise. They fall beneath my feet. You have clothed me with strength for battle. You subdue my adversaries beneath me. You have made my enemies retreat before me. I annihilate those who hate me. They look, but there is no one to save them. They look to the Lord, but he does not answer them. I pulverize them like dust of the earth. I crush them and trample them like mud in the streets. You have freed me from the feuds among my people. You have preserved me as head of nations. A people I had not known serve me. Foreigners submit to me cringing. As soon as they hear, they obey me. Foreigners lose heart and come trembling from their fortifications. The Lord lives. Blessed be my rock. God, the rock of my salvation, is exalted. God, he grants me vengeance and casts down peoples under me. He frees me from my enemies. You exalt me above my adversaries. You rescue me from violent men. Therefore, I will give thanks to you among the nations, Lord. I will sing praises about your name. He is a tower of salvation for his king. He shows loyalty to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever. These are the last words of David. The Declaration of David, son of Jesse. The Declaration of the Man Raised on High the one anointed by the God of Jacob. This is the most delightful of Israel's songs. The Spirit of the Lord spoke through me. His word was on my tongue. The God of Israel spoke. The Rock of Israel said to me, The one who rules the people with justice, who rules in the fear of God, is like the morning light when the sun rises on a cloudless morning the glisten of rain on sprouting grass. Is it not true my house is with God? For he has established a permanent covenant with me, ordered and secured in every detail. Will he not bring about my whole salvation and my every desire? But all the wicked are like thorns raked aside. They can never be picked up by hand. The man who touches them must be armed with iron and the shaft of a spear. They will be completely burned up on the spot.
These are the names of David's warriors. Joshua Bathshebeth the Tachemonite was chief of the officers. He wielded his spear against 800 men that he killed at one time. After him, Eliezer, son of Dodo, son of an Ahohite, was among the three warriors with David when they defied the Philistines. The men of Israel retreated in the place they had gathered for battle, but Eliezer stood his ground and attacked the Philistines until his hand was tired and stuck to his sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day. Then the troops came back to him, but only to plunder the dead. After him was Shammah son of Agi the Harborite. The Philistines had assembled in formation where there was a field full of lentils. The troops fled from the Philistines, but Shammah took his stand in the middle of the field, defended it, and struck down the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. Three of the thirty leading warriors went down at harvest time and came to David at the cave of Adullam, while a company of Philistines was camping in Rephaim Valley. At that time, David was in the stronghold, and a Philistine garrison was at Bethlehem. David was extremely thirsty and said, If only someone would bring me water to drink from the well at the city gate of Bethlehem. So three of the warriors broke through the Philistine camp and drew water from the well at the gate of Bethlehem. They brought it back to David, but he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out to the Lord. David said, Lord, I would never do such a thing. Is this not the blood of men who risked their lives? So he refused to drink it. Such were the exploits of the three warriors. Abishai, Joab's brother and son of Zeruiah, was leader of the three. He wielded his spear against three hundred men and killed them, gaining a reputation among the three. Was he not more honored than the three? He became their commander even though he did not become one of the three. Benaiah son of Jehoiada was the son of a brave man from Kabzeel, a man of many exploits. Benaiah killed two sons of Ariel of Moab, and he went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. He also killed an Egyptian, an impressive man. Even though the Egyptian had a spear in his hand, Benaiah went down to him with a staff, snatched the spear out of the Egyptian's hand, and then killed him with his own spear. These were the exploits of Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, who had a reputation among the three warriors. He was the most honored of the thirty, but he did not become one of the three. David put him in charge of his bodyguard. Among the thirty were Joab's brother Azahel, Elhanan son of Dodo of Bethlehem, Shammah the Haradite, Elika the Haradite, Helaz the Paltite, Ira son of Ikish the Tekoite, Abiezer the Anathathite, Mebunai the Hushathite, Zalman the Ahuhite, Maharai the Natafathite, Heleb son of Bena the Natafathite, Etai son of Ribai from Gibeah of the Benjaminites, Beniah the Pirithonite, Hidai from the Wadis of Gesh, Abi Alban 
the Arbathite, Asmaveth the Barhamite, Eliaba the Shalbanite, the sons of Jashan, Jonathan son of Shammah the Hararite, Ahiam son of Sherar the Hararite, Eliphalet son of Ahazbi son of the Makathite, Eliam son of Ahithophel the Gilanite, Hezro the Carmelite, Perai the Arbite, Egal son of Nathan from Zobah, Bani the Gadite, Zelek the Ammonite, Naharai the Berathite, the armor-bearer for Joab son of Zeruiah, Ira the Ithrite, Gareb the Ithrite, and Uriah the Hephite. There were thirty-seven in all. The Lord's anger burned against Israel again, and he stirred up David against them to say, Go, count the people of Israel and Judah. So the king said to Joab, the commander of his army, Go through all the tribes of Israel from Dan to Beersheba and register the troops so I can know their number. Joab replied to the king, May the Lord your God multiply the troops a hundred times more than they are, while my lord the king looks on. But why does my lord the king want to do this? Yet the king's order prevailed over Joab and the commanders of the army. So Joab and the commanders of the army left the king's presence to register the troops of Israel. They crossed the Jordan and camped in Arawer, south of the town in the middle of the valley, and then proceeded toward Gad and Jazer. They went to Gilead and to the land of the Hittites, and continued on to Danjain and around to Sidon. They went to the fortress of Tyre and all the cities of the Hivites and Canaanites. Afterward, they went to the Negev of Judah at Beersheba. When they had gone through the whole land, they returned to Jerusalem at the end of nine months and twenty days. Joab gave the king the total of the registration of the troops. There were 800,000 valiant armed men from Israel and 500,000 men from Judah. David's conscience troubled him after he had taken a census of the troops. He said to the Lord, I have sinned greatly in what I've done. Now, Lord, because I've been very foolish, please take away your servant's guilt. When David got up in the morning, the word of the Lord had come to the prophet Gad, David's seer. Go and say to David, This is what the Lord says. I am offering you three choices. Choose one of them, and I will do it to you. So Gad went to David, told him the choices, and asked him, Do you want three years of famine to come on your land? To flee from your foes three months while they pursue you? Or to have a plague in your land three days? Now, consider carefully what answer I should take back to the one who sent me. David answered Gad, I have great anxiety. Please, let us fall into the Lord's hands, because His mercies are great. But don't let me fall into human hands. So the Lord sent a plague on Israel from that morning until the appointed time, 
And from Dan to Beersheba, 70,000 men died. Then the angel extended his hand toward Jerusalem to destroy it. But the Lord relented concerning the destruction and said to the angel who was destroying the people, Enough, withdraw your hand now. The angel of the Lord was then at the threshing floor of Araunah, the Jebusite. When David saw the angel striking the people, he said to the Lord, Look, I am the one who has sinned. I am the one who has done wrong. But these sheep, what have they done? Please, let your hand be against me and my father's family. Gad came to David that day and said to him, Go up and set up an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Aran of the Jebusite. David went up in obedience to Gad's command, just as the Lord had commanded. Arauna looked down and saw the king and his servants coming toward him. So he went out and paid homage to the king with his face to the ground. Arauna said, Why has my lord the king come to his servant? David replied, To buy the threshing floor from you in order to build an altar to the Lord so the plague on the people may be halted. Arauna said to David, My lord the king may take whatever he wants and offer it. Here are the oxen for a burnt offering and the threshing sledges and ox yokes for the wood. Your majesty, Arauna gives everything here to the king. Then he said to the king, May the Lord your God accept you. The king answered Arauna, No, I insist on buying it from you for a price, for I will not offer to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for twenty ounces of silver. He built an altar to the Lord there and offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then, The Lord was receptive to prayer for the land, and the plague on Israel ended. Psalm 84 How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord of armies! I long and yearn for the courts of the Lord, My heart and flesh cry out for the living God. Even a sparrow finds a home, and a swallow a nest for herself, where she places her young. Near your altars, Lord of armies, my King and my God. How happy are those who reside in your house, who praise you continually. Happy are the people whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a source of spring water. Even the autumn rain will cover it with blessings. They go from strength to strength. Each appears before God in Zion. Lord of armies, hear my prayer. Listen, God of Jacob. Consider our shield, God. Look on the face of your anointed one. 
better a day in your courts than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather stand at the threshold of the house of my God than live in the tents of wicked people. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord grants favor and honor. He does not withhold the good from those who live with integrity. Happy is the person who trusts in you, Lord of armies. Well, Commuter Bible family, that is the end of 2 Samuel. Next, we'll cover the book of Colossians in one reading, followed by 1 Kings, where we pick up the story of King Solomon. If you have not yet left a review of the show, I would love for you to do that on Apple Podcasts. Just go to the app, click library at the bottom of the screen, select Commuter Bible, scroll down a bit and you'll see some stars. That's where you can leave a review that helps out the show and it encourages me. So thanks for doing that. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Caitlin Pridgen, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening and remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction. And he meditates on it day and night.